Blog Talk Radio. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Empowerment. Well, blessings to you, men, women, children, boys, and girls of the Lord. We are so grateful that you have joined in with us on this evening for Kingdom Empowerment, where we are expanding the kingdom of God through his word. We give you, give God all the praise, the glory, and the honor for another chance and another opportunity to join in with you on tonight. Tonight is a special night. On Thursday night, we have started to um, feature guest speakers and guest ministers and give the body of Christ an opportunity to experience the ministry of those that are, are aligning themselves with the Word of God and with the plans of God in their lives to empower you and encourage you all the more to press on in the Lord. So we're prayerful that these sessions have been a blessing to you. I know they've been a blessing to me because every one of them has been just totally power-packed with the anointing of God, and I am sure, have no doubt whatsoever, that tonight will be such a night as well. Tonight we have joining us Minister Bernadine Strotter from the New Bethany Family Worship Center for All Nations. Good evening, Minister Bernadine. Good evening. How are you doing, Elder? I am awesomely blessed. Thank you. How are you? I'm blessed. I'm blessed. I'm I'm thankful. I'm honored to be on your show tonight. And I thank God. I'm so honored. I don't know what to do. I'm just, I'm blessed. I can't complain. I'm very blessed. Well, God is an awesome, awesome God. So give us a little background. Tell us a little bit of your history and what has brought you to the seat of God. Amen. um, I'm from a family of like seven, eight of us, and um, I knew about Christ. Well, I was introduced to Christ at a very early age. Um, I knew that there was a calling on my life very young. I say about the age of 10. Um, I was always drawn to him, like certain movies that I would see on TV with my family and and I always I was always curious about him, you know. Um, at the age of thirteen, I um, uh, received him in my life, you know, and um, I surrendered my life to him. Uh, as we got older, um, I backslid, and it was like I think it was because I knew of him, but I didn't know him, you know. And it's mm-hmm. a difference of knowing of a person than knowing a person. Um, as I got older and had children um, is when God started drawing me back to him. And um, when I um, came under the leadership of my parents, my spiritual parents, um, Pastor Atkinson, is when I really started to uh, research and get to know God and have that relationship with God. Now that I have that relationship with God, it's like, it's just like the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good, and he really is good, and you never will go back to being the same. Um, my I, my background is um, I also have done foster children. Um, that's my ministry. And also working with the children at, at, at New Bethany. Um, mm-hmm. I love children. My workplace is children. Um, I just can't help it. Amen. <laughs> so you, you definitely feel, and God has put you in position to master the call that he has on your life, basically, in, in the, the arena of child care. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, There have been times where I've taken a break um, from kids, but 
has always, God always brings me back to children. And I miss them. It's like I miss them so mm. much. It's like I need to be there. I need to be there. Um, and you definitely, um, working with children, you do have to have a love for children. And you have to have a passion with working with children. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I know that that's my passion, you know, and I know that's my call that God has for my life. Uh, it is so important for us to recognize the call of God on our lives and to pursue after that purpose. You know, when he created us, he created us with purpose and destiny in mind, and and our call will align itself with our purpose. Um, I, with children, it, that is such a blessed gift. It really, really is. And and I, I think a lot of people do not understand how special that gift is. Seriously, I have children. I have grandchildren. I even have great-grandchildren, and I love children. But children are not my call. <laughs> it's just, you know, it, 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 it's a special gift. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like I love mm-hmm. them. And and I don't mind being around them. I don't have issues with them, but I recognize that they're not my call. You know, mm-hmm. um, you have such a beautiful persona with children where, you know, you have so much patience with them and the ability to reach them. I think that's what I, where I'm trying to go here, the ability mm-hmm. to reach them where they are, even as babies coming up and toddlers and what have you, that's yeah. a special, special gift. It really, really yeah. is. At what point in your life did you realize that that was your call? Um, you know, I knew it early on, um, even as growing up as a teenager, small children would always just take to me like I was a magnet. But, you know, growing up, I'm like, no, not me. No, not me. Oh, no, not me. Um, <laughs> not me. I'm one. And so okay. um, I even did fostering for a while, and then I said, no, this is not what I want. This is what I want. And then finally, um, I think about maybe four years ago, I started mm-hmm. surrendering. I'm like, okay, Lord, this 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 is my calling. You know, I stopped wrestling with him. Um, mm. And and then even back then, four years ago, I still do a little wrestling. But today, no, I don't wrestle with it. And I just um, ask God to equip me even better, you know, and help me to be content at where he wants me to be. You know, and mm-hmm. stop wrestling with him because I was. And when you're wrestling with God and you know that, are you running from your calling? You're not going to be mm-hmm. at peace because True. he's going to win in the end. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he kept bringing children in my life, whether it was at home or on my job or even in the ministry. I was always around children. Um, and I get a lot of people say, well, how do you do it? Well, grace, grace and patience, and that's something I guess God gave us all a measure of that, you know, it all depends on the individual uh, how much patience you have. Because you got to have a lot of patience with kids. Um, you got to mm-hmm. have, like I said, that, those patience. You got to have that passion. Um, and with kids, you got to have a lot of creativity. It's almost mm-hmm. like you have to think like a child sometimes, you know, because you have to come down to their yeah. level. You know what I'm saying? Mhm. Um, mm-hmm. You definitely have to come down to a level, um, and um, the fostering children. Um, I used to foster. Um, I miss my babies. I do. Uh, I still get phone calls from them all the time. Oh. Um, so it lets me know, you know, okay, that my work wasn't in vain. It wasn't mm-hmm. in vain. And, um, the one thing that they did teach you in fostering that, you know, you get children from all walks of life, even mm-hmm. in the ministry. You get children from all walks of life. And yeah. as, a, as a child of God, you know, we are to build up, not tear down. And mm-hmm. when I see children, I try to build them up. You know, I try to let them see who you are in Christ. Don't let no one else tell mm-hmm. you who you're not in Christ. God said you were Amen. wonderfully made, 
and you are mm-hmm. a gift to us. You know, according to Psalms 127 and 3, children are a gift. They're a heritage from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, some people don't realize it, but children really are a gift. <laughs> let, let me ask you something. In your in your fostering and in your time around the children, how how difficult or how easy is it um, to instill within them a knowledge and a love for God? Um. Sometimes it can be difficult. It all depends on, you know, um, the child um, because some children come with disabilities and some don't. Mm-hmm. And it all depends on that child. For as you instilling, it's, it's repetition. Like our pastor teaches us, it's repetition. It's, mm-hmm. With a child, it's just like when you go to take that child to potty training. And you don't just say, okay, this is the way you do it one time. No. You got to keep going right. back and over right. and over. Even with feeding that child, even with teaching that child how to dress, you got to keep repeating it over and over until that child gets right. it. And same thing with the Word of God. You have to keep telling that child, okay, this is, you were created in God's image. You are wonderfully made. You are a gift from God. And you have to keep telling that child until that Word is rooted and grounded in that child because we plant the seed, God do the word. Right. And so yeah. that's what we have to do. Reason I ask because you, you see so many children that um, normally if they're in foster care, they've been through some things. Um, they didn't yes. just wind up there. And, uh, and there's got to be a lot of hurt and pain within them. And I think a lot of times we as adults, we take for granted um, a child's pain, you know, we we don't yeah. recognize the depth of it, and mm-hmm. that's very unfortunate for the child. So that was why I asked because I, I when we see them as adults, a lot of very angry people um, mm-hmm. are people that were wounded and hurt very young in life and never overcame that pain. So mm-hmm. if people like you are vital to the future of society to be able to take a child at a young age knowing the pain that they've encountered and to be able to give them some type of healing and alternative for their pain. You know, so that was that was why I was wondering, you know, yeah. how difficult it is to reach those that have been just really uh, marred just by life at young such a young age. Such a young yeah. age, some of these babies, yeah, of, you just yeah. your heart just breaks. And it does. It, it, it really does break. But what I um, let my children know that, you know what, Jesus loves you, and he died for you. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot mm-hmm. of them that don't know Christ that came into my home know him before they leave. And a lot of times I remember, like, we would be, like, and I'm always playing my, my, my gospel music because I love music, I love my gospel music, mm-hmm. and I'm always playing my worship music. And a lot of times when they come into my home, the beginning is like, okay, who is that? What is? What are you singing? But the, by the time, the, the, the time frame of their, from the time they get to my home to the time they're leaving, can you put this song on? And they're singing praise and worship. Oh. And it's like, wow. Oh, God. Look at oh, God. And we talk about, you know, we always talk about who Jesus is and who is um, God the Father, who is God the Son, and who is the Holy Spirit. And I let them know, you know what? God loves you so much that he gave his only son to come and die for you. And I want you to remember that. God loves you. He loves you very much. And um and I'll let them know that I love him as well. And yeah. I know that like I said, that my work is not in vain because I get phone calls all the time. And I thank God for, you know, I thank God for allowing me and giving me the opportunity to minister to these children. I thank God for my um my extended family, which is my church family, because 
I know we put an impact on those children because a lot of them call me and they're asking about every person that they can remember mm-hmm. in my uh, Blessing though that you know they remember that they had that impact in their lives. Yes, yes, yes. I get phone calls all the time from them that you know remember my number, and I'm just like, you know, Lord, thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned earlier in the show that you know you wrestled and you ran from your calling for for a while. How did you get beyond that? How did you get to that place of acceptance? Um, well, uh, I had to, I was tired of all the, I, I couldn't rest. I, I couldn't rest. And to be honest with you, I wasn't even at peace with myself. Um, mm-hmm. and I know that I had, I had to come to, you know, the truth. It had to be God's way. Um, and you know, the word of God says, you know, that God will give us the desires of our heart, but what about his desires? You know, and God right. said that to me, and and our spiritual father spoke on it one day, and I'm like, you know what? And he said it in the past. I'm like, that's confirmation. You know, I, I know, Lord. What about His desire? Um, it's all. It shouldn't always be about what we want and what we can mm-hmm. and what God can do for us. But what can we do for God? He's dead. Mm-hmm. If He don't do nothing else for us, He's dead enough. He gave it only to God and yeah. God. That we all would have everlasting life. I mean, he gave up his only son. How many of us would you know do that? Not many. And in his son, you know, he's a gift of many gifts. He's the gift that mm-hmm. keeps on giving. Exactly. Yes. You know, so yes. it didn't just stop right at the cross. He's a gift to us, but he's also a gift to keep giving. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So let me ask you in your own life, um, we've talked about how you've been a blessing to the children, but tell me what, just kind of share with um, our audience some of the struggles beyond your call, some of the struggles that you've encountered in your life and how God has stepped in to, to bring you to where you are today, to make you an overcomer. Um, my struggles in my life um, is, is growing up, um, it was me and my mother. We wasn't close. And um, for years, I, I, I didn't know why. Um, and still to this day, I don't try to figure out why anymore. Um, it was always like um, we just didn't have that closeness. She had... I guess her special ones, and that really, like, kind of, you know, messed me up, you know, in a sense. I was, like, very, I started becoming very rebellious towards her, and I didn't like it because it really wasn't me. Um, So I began to ask God to, you know, help me with this, you know, and I, I didn't understand her. Um, and I tried so hard for her to, when I reached out for love, that it wasn't there. And so when I think that's one of the one things that really started really drawing me to children. When I saw children, I would just love them because I know what I went through with the relationship with my mother. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm the type of person where, you know, all children, that's one thing all children look for is love. They want to be loved. Um, They want to be accepted, you know, and that was some of the things that I wasn't always accepted. And I was just like, "Mm -mm, no. And so I became very bitter. And like I said, I knew in the back of my head it was wrong. But I became very bitter, and for years I pulled away. And um, I knew I had to go back. I knew I had to go back. And so one day I was crying out. I cried out to God, and I said, you know, I know this is not right, you know. 
and I know what your words are to honor our parents, regardless to, you know, how they are. How do I deal with her? You know, and he spoke to me. He said, deal with her only through my word. And so as I learned more about God, start reading his word, that's the way I start dealing with my mother, through through his word. And the healing process started beginning. And I was like, wow. Okay, Lord. Okay. And even with my oldest sister, um, you know, some things just, it just, I, she was so much like my mother. And God said, start dealing with her through my word and my word only. Uh, and I did. And so it was about a year ago, almost a year, and I ended up by a roommate. And it didn't work out. And so one day I went over. And she said, I have a confession to make. Hey, well, what? And she said, um, I resented you because you were in God's word. And I was like, wow. And she said, but I'm thankful for you because now I read God's word. So God wow. used me wow. <laughs> to bring her to him. And I was like, wow. But it brought back that scripture when God said, they're not taking it out. It's not you that they hate. It's me. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. the Christ in yeah. me that she hates. She said, you know, you've always reminded me of where I should be and what I should be doing. I was like, well, you know what? I told her, to God be the glory. Amen. So, and, and it just, um, I think me going through all the things that I went through, and I, and I in many days I cried. And I reached. I wanted to reach out to my my family that I didn't get the love. That is what drew me to Christ, because I was driving one day and he said, "Your mother and father may forsake you, but I would never forsake you." And that sticks with me always. Yes, that that is to me one of the most powerful with reasons um, to to draw to God. And, and you know, yes. his, his word says, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. But I don't yes. think we really stop and think of the depth of what that means. What is that loving kindness? You know, mm-hmm. and, and just as you said earlier, every child wants to feel loved. Yes. And it goes with, it grows with us. It doesn't just mm-hmm. stop at childhood. You know, even in adults and senior citizens, there's still that same yearning of just really wanting to be loved. Yeah. It's a core value, I believe, that God placed in every one of us because he knew that though we may have relationships, and some have had very good relationships with parents and spouses and what have you, but there is still that place in that heart that cannot be fulfilled with anyone else but God, mm-hmm. but God, Amen. and and it's it's that pure love, you know. You know that God is not loving you because He wants something from you. He's loving you mm-hmm. because He has something He wants to give to you. You know, yes. it's it's just amazing. It's amazing. It really will just totally just buckle your mind to think of. It's kind of like what the angels ask God. You know, what is mere man? Okay, right. so you are so mindful yes. of them because we are mm-hmm. we are so messed up and and you know and we we have so many faults and we do so much wrong you know yeah. and yet yeah. he has that pure love for us and and yeah. it can take away and and through that hurt and that pain and whatever it is and that rejection that we experience, be it at the hands of our parents or at the hands of our spouses or wherever. Yeah. Some other, some parents steal it from their own children, you know, and they can't yeah. figure it out or understand it. But we will never feel that rejection from God, never, never. from him. That's how wonderful you. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And I believe that is when we come to that realization and, and understand fully that we are not in religion with God. We're in a relationship with God. Relationship. And to understand that that relationship is so deep that as you just spoke on, he gave us only begotten son, that he could be reconciled back to us. That's a strong relationship. 
Amen. That's a strong Amen. love. That's a strong yes. love. Okay, I don't know any other love that compares to it. Seriously. Yes. Um, and yes. I think this is just an incredible thing, incredible thing. Well, thank you so much for sharing, seriously. I believe that your testimony is a blessing to many because you, you had to walk through what you walked through. But look what God yes. allowed you to do, you know, yes. that very one that you felt the pain of rejection from and didn't feel the love from was the very one that God would use you to show them him. Yes. That's incredible. That is absolutely incredible. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, we're going to turn the floor over to you now and allow you to just let the Lord use you and minister in word whatever he has given you to share. Amen. Amen. Um, I want to share with uh, you, um, when I was going through my attitude was of life, and I know that God had to correct that too. So I want to share with um, those that are listening, um, having our attitude, you know, keeping, keeping, keeping kingdom attitude when going through. At all times, you should keep kingdom attitude. And I want to read from James 1, from 19 through uh, 26. And it starts off saying, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be all, you must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. Human anger does not produce righteousness God desires. So get rid of all filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God, the word God has planted in your heart. For it has the power to save your soul. But don't listen. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourself. For if you Mm. listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into a perfect law that sets you free, it says, it goes on to say, and if you do not, if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you claim to be religious but don't control your tongue, you are fooling yourself. In your religion mm. is worthless. And as believers, mm. when we're going through, we have to remember, we have to keep our attitude, have to be humble at all times, even though sometimes mm-hmm. it's hard. But yet it also has to, we have to go through with confidence. But going through our trials and tribulations that, we, that come up in our lives, we must go through with this in our mind, the, the objective. We should... Focus on our objectives, not focus on mm-hmm. our problems because who solves our problems? God. So we our focus should mm-hmm. be on the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And also and when we're going through things, we should be, be rejoicing and worshiping the Lord because He's gonna bring us out. You have to look I have, sometimes I have to take the time to stop and say, Wait. Did not God bring me through this? And that's nothing but the Holy Spirit bringing mm. back to my remembrance. Did He not yes. bring you through? Did He not bring you through that? What makes you think He's not going to bring you through this? And so we mm. all have to keep that in mind, and we all have to have keep a positive attitude when we're going through. We all have to keep our faith because faith is our evidence of things not seen in the spirit, but soon to be manifest in the natural. So we have to know. We know that without faith, it's impossible to to please our Father. So we have to go through with a good attitude. We have to, sometimes you have to stop. Stop the murmuring. Stop the complaining. And we all have done it. This is just worrying and stress. It's just a form of doubt, as our spiritual father tells us. We we can't do that. Mm-hmm. When we want God to do something for us, and he's, all, he's already told us, I've already overcome the world. So why mm-hmm. do we go through the things we go through? 
if we are king's child, we should not be worrying. We should not be stressing. Our disposition should be sweet. And we should be knowing that, okay, Lord, I'm going through this, but I'm not going to complain. I'm not going to murmur. I'm not going to be whimpering. I'm not going to have a nasty disposition about myself. I'm going to have confidence. I'm going to be joyous because I already know you're going to bring me through this. Yeah. Hebrews, uh, we look at, we think about our faith. Hebrews tells us, don't cast away your confidence. He said, which is great reward. 36 verse Mm -hmm. of Hebrews 10 says, for we have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the, after you have done the will, you may receive the will of God. We think about enduring things. James tells us to, when trouble comes our way, consider it an opportunity because it brings us great joy. And he mm-hmm. tells us, for we are, <laughs> he says, when your faith, he says, for when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And we, we, this is necessary. This is building up our character. This is us, God. This is God maturing us. And um, I want to say to, you know, those that are going out there, sometimes, you know, you look at certain things, you, you might not have the job you want. You might not have uh, the house you want. But it's not, with God, it's not, all, it's not always about things. It's some of the spiritual things that we should need to be actually longing for and asking God for. Amen? Amen. Or we shouldn't worry about Sister So-and-So said, uh, oh, she prayed better. It's not about that with God. You you come to God. If you're a quiet person, you come to God like you are. Stay in your lane. Don't worry about that. Yes. Um, you yes. know what I'm saying? We have to learn to stay in our lane. Um. When going through your your different stresses, it shouldn't be stress because that's another form of doubt. Amen? Mm. So Peter tells us that we are a chosen generation. We come from a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. He goes on to say that ye show forth praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous life. But why do we react to troubles that come our way when God has told mm-hmm. us? God's word declares who we who we have been given. God's word declares our, our his God word declares who we have been given. Amen. I'm sorry, I'm Amen. just a little nervous here. Um Paul explains in um, Ephesians 2 and 6, he said, we were raised up together and made to sit in heavenly places with Christ. So we made, if we've been made to sit in heavenly places with Christ, then why do we stress the word? Why is our disposition sometimes not pleasing to God? It should be pleasing to God. Our disposition should be sweet. Our disposition should be joyful. When we're going through the world should even still see the fruits of the Spirit. Your sister and brother should still see the fruits of the Spirit, not the murmuring, not the long faces. And we've all done it. We've all been guilty of it. Mm-hmm. But we have to realize that who we are in Christ and who our Father is. God said we were made in his image. So if I'm made in God's image, when God spoke, it came too. Amen? So when we Amen. see God, of who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Amen. So um, John um, 16 and 33 says, These things have I spoken to you, that in me you might have peace in the world, and ye may have tribulations, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. And I looked up that word, good courage. It means bold, having confidence, unafraid, Fearless and compass, but we—that's what we should be. These are some of the attitudes, and these are some of the dispositions that we should be when we're going through. Having confidence, we should have boldness, fearlessness, 
and we should be comfortable knowing that God already took care of this because Christ has already overcome the world. Christ has won the victory for us. We're not fighting to the victory. We're fighting from the victory. Yes. You know, we should have a, a sound mind because he gave us, Second Timothy 1 and 7 tells us, God has given us not the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So our mind is yeah. what we're going through. You know, we shouldn't allow the enemy to come in and eat God's seed because that's when he comes in and he puts, he tries to bring in that doubt. But you have to speak it out. Sometimes mm-hmm. I catch myself, you know, when I'm thinking, oh, I have to say, no, stop. What does the word of God say? And I have to say it out loud and I keep saying it out loud. I'm like, Mm-mm, you're not going to take, you're not getting placed here. That's what you have to tell the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so to go on, I'm going to read to you First um, Peter 4 and 12. And he reminds us, he said, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange things happen unto you. But rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ's suffering that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceedingly joy. And I'm like, wow, so that's a good thing, to be glad with exceedingly joy? That's a blessing. So we have to keep those things in mind. To rejoice is to be glad. It is to mean that we're going to be well thrived to be when you rejoice. That's what that means, to be well thrived. So we have to keep in mind that, you know what, God's got this. He got my back. And he's not going to allow anything to hurt me. He is so, he's all sovereign God. And nothing can get past him. He has to give it an okay. He has has the power to say no. No, you can't touch Mm -hmm. him or her. No. And then some things Mm -hmm. he do allow to build us up to build our character, to mature us, to grow us up. Um, I was reading up in um, Romans 12 and um, 2, and he talks about being not conformed to this world, but be transformed with the renewing of your mind. Yeah. And what God is telling us, he's telling us, you know what, don't copy the behaviors of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way we yes. think. And it's our mm. thinking that affects our attitude. So if you come in yes, thinking negative, then guess what? Now your actions is going to come out in your actions, negative. Mm. So we have to allow the word of God to transform us. Um, amen. Because it's pleasing to God when he sees that, okay, my child is thinking. He's thinking the mind of God is his word. So we thinking mm-hmm. well on his word. He said whatever things are good, whatever things are pure, think on these things. He yes, tells us that. Yes. And we have to keep in mind, we have to keep thinking on those things. What does the word of God say? And it's, 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 it's not a one-time thing. It's something we repeatedly have to do over and over because the enemy is going to still eat at us always. Yeah. He ate it mm. all the way up to the cross. Yes. He was, yeah. he was at the cross. If he was at Christ all the way up to the cross, mm. what makes us any different? Because so he's going to always try to get word in. You know, he's going to always try to change your um, your positive way of thinking, which is the word of God. He's going to always try to tell you something. No, it's not like this. No, it's like, oh, this is going to happen. No, he's going to always try to give you thoughts of, that you can be stressing and worrying. No, but you have to give back the word of God. You have to speak it out and declare the word of God over your life. And over your situation, because God is so much bigger. Mm-hmm. Yes, He is. It's just like with, with you know, with Abraham when God tested Abraham and He told him, "Take your only son that you love and go to the place called Morah and offer him up as a burnt sacrifice." And what did Abraham do? 
He did exactly what God said do. But when they got there, I um I just said to us, Look, we have the fire, we have the we have the wood, but where's the lamb? Uh-huh, where's the burnt uh-huh, offering? Uh-huh. And what was Abraham uh uh replied to his son? God will provide. So Abraham yeah. called that the Lord will provide. So Abraham's mindset was already God got this. His attitude was mm-hmm. You know, when she tried to press her way through, okay, this woman had Uh to get down low and press her way. And her attitude Uh was, if I can only touch. She had to be thinking this to get down low. She's thinking this. I'm going to get down low. So she got down low, and she she kept on. She kept pressing her way. And that's the same thing we have to do, press our way. It might be tough. It might seem like, oh, I can't get to him, but we have to press our way. And that woman kept pressing her way until when she touched the hill, Jesus said, who touched me? Virtue has left All right. Hmm. And so that word virtue, I looked up that word virtue, and I'm like, okay, there's a lot in that word virtue. There is purity. So she became whole. There is goodness. Hmm. There is righteousness. Integrity, excellence. There is power in that word. It says power of a thing. <laughs> so when she touched him, she gained all this power, healing, excellence, purity, righteousness, wow. strength, and wow. courage. So we have to keep pressing our way. And we have to keep pressing. Because when we press our way, our father's going to say, Who touched me? But he's going to know us by name. And so we have to keep in mind, I can't let this bad attitude, I can't let this bad disposition get to me. No. That's not who my father is. It's just like a child. When a child has a situation or a problem, that child goes to his parent. And that Mm -hmm. child has confidence that that parent is going to take care of him. When that child yeah. is hungry, that child goes to that parent and says, I'm hungry. There's no doubt in that child's mind that that child's not going to be fed, that that parent's not going to feed mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Mm-hmm. When that child wakes up on, at Christmas and they know that, oh, wow, there is gifts under that tree for me, that child goes to bed <laughs> with a sweet disposition, with confidence, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. that my parents got this. And that's the same way we should be, knowing without mm-hmm. a doubt in that child's mind, that child know that that parent's gonna take care of them. Mm-hmm. And that's the same way we should be with our Father in heaven, just like little children. Yeah. And so, you know, as mm-hmm. I come through my clothing, you know, and I, I just wanted. Um, Say to everyone out there, you know, be encouraged. Keep pressing your way. Do not allow the enemy to get in your head and change your your sweet disposition to a bitter disposition. Mm -hmm. Do not allow the enemy Mm -hmm. to get in your head and have your attitude wrong about circumstances or situations that come in your life. Know that, you know, God got my back. He has overcome for me. And you know what? It's just, it's just a blessing to know that God loves us so much that he cares. Mm-hmm. He cares about every, each and every one of us, each and every one yes, of he us. Does. He mm-hmm. cares for us. The things that matter to us, it matters to him. And even though sometimes it seems like he's not there, he's there. Yeah. He's there, and he hears us. And, you know, sometimes we get impatient, <laughs> and we think, oh, he's not going to. He's not going to come through. Yes, he is. Sometimes God just sits and waits to see what you're going to do. Are you patient? Are you or, or are you faithful? Or do you believe that I'm going to do this for you? Hmm. That's what he's waiting. He's 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 waiting. Sometimes see what we're going to do. He said, mm-hmm. "Occupy until he comes." That don't mean just sit. That means get in my word. I got this. I'm Glory. coming. Yeah. You get it until I get there. 
Occupy yourself. Mm. Amen. Amen. So, you know, and that's just, you know, one day I was sitting up in class one day and we were um, doing a study and we were talking about, you know, the children, the disabled children was a class on that and they talked about the environment and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and he said, what he said was, um, it was so, it was like, wow. I said, Lord, you know, that, that was really powerful. And he said, don't be the result of the world environment, but be the result of a kingdom environment. And I thought, mm-hmm. wow, amen. You know, so in other words, don't that let is the powerful. world get to you. Yeah. Don't be the world. Don't be the environment of the world. But be the result of the kingdom, God's kingdom. <laughs> Just like with the... Yeah. Um, um, the three Hebrew boys, Meshach, mm-hmm. um, I, I always get the name, Meshach, Meshach, and Abednego, and I want to say the other Hebrew name they gave them. And when they went through the fiery, through the fiery furnace, and mm-hmm. when they came out, they wasn't scorched, they didn't smell like smoke, nope. it's just like this. Nope. They came mm-hmm. out as pure gold. Same thing. We might be walking through it, but guess mm-hmm. what? Guess who's in there with us? Guess who was in that fire with us? Glory, glory, yeah. Yes. He's with us, even through our fires, even through our trials and tribulations. Mm-hmm. He is with us. Mm-hmm. He said, I will never yeah. leave you, nor will I forsake you. He is there. Mm-hmm. He's there. Hallelujah. So that's what, you know, I encourage everybody to just, be encouraged and know that God is with us. And when we get those bad attitudes, stop. Think about what you're doing. And think about who you belong to. We belong to God. We're his child, mm-hmm. his children. Mm-hmm. Amen. And he is our father. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. So, and as I come to a close, you know, I just want to say, you know, thank you and God bless those who are there listening. And I pray that, you know, this word helps you. Amen. 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 Well, we thank and praise God for the word. There's a definitely a very encouraging word. There was so much richness in it and so much meat. Um, just to know that how much our Father loves us is an incredible thing, and to to understand the depth of that love. You said something that really, really sparked something within me um, when you were talking about Abraham and what God said to Abraham, and it's so amazing that um, God already, he's already prepared the way, like he said, Abraham told his son, God will, will provide, but to have that faith and that confidence to know to know your yes. God so well that you know he's going to provide. You know, even mm-hmm. though he has told me to sacrifice you, I still know he's going to provide. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. going to provide. And I think sometimes we get caught up in situations where, you know, we're so fearful. We're, we're fearful of giving our, our tithes and fearful of giving our offerings and fearful that, you know, if we are, too nice to somebody, they're going to walk over us, and fearful of sharing of ourselves with people because we always think that, well, they're going to make a fool of me or they're going to think I'm weak. And, you know, we have all those different mindsets that come straight from the pit of hell, for real. Right. You know, but it, that fear engulfs us because we do not have that Abraham mentality that God will provide. If God told me to do it, he has a reason for it. Therefore, in the midst of it, he's going to provide. Amen. And it's an incredible thing. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. Well, it, it sounds like he has definitely proven himself in your life because you spoke that word with confidence. With serious confidence, that confidence of knowing. Amen. 
that confidence of knowing it. And I think that's where we really need to encourage our listeners at because everybody doesn't have that confidence. You know, we I believe that, you know, there are struggles in all of us in some areas of our lives yeah, where yeah. we're not completely confident in the provision of God. And we mm-hmm. have to overcome that. We have to get to a place. And and we're all we're all a work in progress. So please know that you know, we're not making light of, of people's situations or their struggles, you know, or the ability to trust. And I think that so often in life, because we may have asked God for something at some point in time and he did not deliver that, or we may have asked him to say something for us and he didn't save it, that we go to a, a place in him where we begin to doubt and to yeah. worry. And I believe that's one of the avenues that fear will step in, you know, and, and cause us to lose that confidence. And to, as you were talking about, have that attitude, which is really a stink attitude, you know. So have, uh, fear is an attitude. It's a spirit. Yeah. It's also an attitude that we convey to others. And sometimes it can actually be contagious because if you speak it, Long enough to someone, someone that was confident in their belief will get to a place where they'll start to doubt, you know, if it yeah. plays over and over. Like you spoke earlier in the show about repetition when you're teaching the children, you know, repetition, repetition, just over and over mm-hmm. and over again, you know. And, and for some of us, even in our own household, people have said to us so long that that won't work. This won't work. You can't mm-hmm. accomplish that. You can't do the other. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not, you know what I'm saying? All well, those it, negative words. And after a while, yeah. it takes away from our confidence, which is where low self-esteem comes from. Because mm-hmm. we've heard so many negative words. And so we got into that place where you alluded to earlier, where we have to think on whatsoever is good, whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is of a good report, so that we wipe out that negative um, spirit that we're carrying to embrace the true spirit of God. You said something else in your message, too, where, you know, you sometimes have to tell the enemy where to yes. go and what he's not going to do. You know, and that's that's straight using Jesus as our example. That's what Christ did when he was up there on the mount after his prayer and his fasting forty days. And think about it: when we think about forty days of prayer and fasting, you're thinking that you're coming out like Superman or Superwoman because you've been in the presence of God, and the enemy will be right there every single time to try to knock you off of that pedestal. Right there, he's right there. Every time. Yes, but Christ was our example because Amen. he spoke the word of God to yes, him. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. You know? Yes. So we have to build up our most holy faith through his word, as you said. Amen. Amen. Yes, we do. We really do. I um, I was just thinking, you know, we have to have the uh, attitude that David had when he fought the lion. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And, yes. and we, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, the men of valor. You know, when we look at that, mm-hmm. look up that word valor is bravery, is courage, is boldness, is backbone. Mm-hmm. And a lot sometimes mm-hmm. today, a lot of Christians don't have that backbone. We need that backbone. You got to have that Amen. backbone to stand up to that enemy. You have yes. to. And until you get it, yes. it's through, through God's word and being and. Mm-hmm. and Studying God's word, that's how we get that backbone, that boldness. Amen. Amen. That's how we get it. Amen. It's vital. You're going to get it through God's word and God's word only. Mm-hmm. And it takes more than just sitting under the word on Sunday. Okay. Amen. You, you, <laughs> you, you get the seed planted on Sunday. You know what right. I'm saying? Sunday should, should um, increase your appetite for the word. You know, when you're yeah. sitting under a man or a woman of God that will give a powerful word, that should just whet your appetite to say, God, I need more. 
You know, Amen. not that this is all I need. I don't need to get into the word for myself. Some people don't even bring their word to church with them. You know, that you know, the the family Bible, that big old thick Bible is sitting on the coffee table in the living yeah. room and that's all it's doing is sitting there collecting that's dust because you yeah. never open it. Yeah, you definitely have to get in that word and you gotta dig in that in, in those scriptures mm-hmm. and you gotta research and it's it's you have to research it. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, vital. You know, it's part yeah. of our existence. It is part of our existence. You you also you talked about us being created in the image and likeness of God. And if he was a speaking spirit, so are we. But what are we speaking? If we're not in his word, how do we know what to speak? Yeah, yeah. And we have to know you what he speaks. We have Amen. to. It's, Amen. It's like I said, very vital and very important that we know who we are, who we are. Mm-hmm. We, it's very important that we know how to fight that enemy. It's very important Absolutely. that we put that armor on every day, every day. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that I, I do teach my, my, my uh, children to wear that armor at all times. You know, um, mm-hmm. like I tell them when you're in school and um, you got a test before you, the enemy's going to tell you, you you're going to fail, you can't do this. Well, immediately you tell that enemy, I can do all things to fight that strength with me. Amen. So you're gonna Amen. get kids. You're gonna get tell you, oh, you ugly and this. No, you are made in Christ's image. You are beautifully and wonderfully made. I said, yes. speak it out. Speak it out. Amen. You know that they're gonna get it, and they're gonna the enemy's gonna come at them as well. So you have to give them words from God's word to fight with. You know. Amen. Um, Pray that you know they and don't allow it. the enemy to steal that word from you. You know Amen. that's what the word teaches us. You know the the word of God is to be planted as a seed within us, but if it's planted on stony ground or if the ground has not been peeled and fertilized and ready to receive His word, then the enemy can come right along with this. Just whatever, the slightest little disappointment, the slightest yes. little negativity, yes. the slightest little word against what God has said and take that word from you. We have to learn to guard the word of God within our hearts. And yes. likewise to guard the anointing of God on our lives. And in order to do that, we cannot allow our eye gate and our ear gate to just be exposed to any and everything. Amen. We, we have to make sure that we guard that, you know, so that when somebody with that negative attitude comes to you, you like, you know what, I'm not even hearing you. I'm serious. I'm not even hearing you. God gave me an analogy many, many years ago, and it was kind of comical, but I got it. You know, he said that when someone is bringing something to you that's contrary to my word, that comes against mm-hmm. what I have said to you, yeah. you need to become like a little baby. When you're trying mm-hmm. to feed a baby something that that baby doesn't want, that food goes <laughs> everywhere but in that baby's mouth. But it is all over the baby's face, all over the little table, all over you. It's everywhere. But that baby is not letting that in its mouth. And if you put it in its mouth, it's going to spit it right back out. Spit it right back out. And you're absolutely right. That's what we have to be. Just like that baby. Exactly. To not receive it. Exactly. And not receive it. Yeah. Amen. Well, my sister, I thank you for the word tonight. It has definitely been powerful and a blessing and encouraging. So we have right at about 60 seconds left in the show. So I want you just to to speak a word um, and whatever is on your heart to our audience to close out. Okay, to close us out, I'm going to speak the word over uh, God's people that uh, Moses Aaron to speak over the people. And it was um, coming from uh, Numbers, I believe it was 6 and 24 through 26. And it's, mm-hmm. may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face, may the Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his confidence upon you. And may the Lord Yahweh give you his peace in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 May God be with you. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Well, thank you once again for sharing with us. It has been a blessing. 
Amen. God bless you, sister. God bless you. God bless you as well. Amen. Building the nation with the word of the Lord. Teaching the people the love of God. Kingdom. 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 Empire.